We love Washington, uh huh. And we saw him die hard fans. Yeah, we are. You know, we keep it on 10. One, let's talk about two, the one, two, and three. Defense. Let's go. And they gifted. We are Nathan and the Stoner. Yeah, that's breath the district. Come on now and join us. Greetings and salutations and welcome to episode 155 of Ref the District, the OG theme to get us kicked off there, courtesy of Gus Bus's request. And we like to make sure that people on our live show get listened to and we do. We, 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 we appreciate everybody who comes out here live Wednesday on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter channels. And of course, everybody who comments, we try to get you to you and make sure you are part of Ref the District. I'm Nathan. That's the stoner here, part of the Believe Network. And we are got we got a pack full of show stoner. And I mean, I don't even know what's going on today. Okay. <laughs> I I woke up and it was like a normal day. And then all of a sudden the afternoon, Pete Carroll is is going. Actually, Vrabel happened first thing this morning, right? Yeah. Yep. yep. So first, Rabel's fired from Tennessee. Then Pete Carroll is crying at the podium because he's stepping down from being a head coach. And then Saban can't even let Pete Carroll get his moment. That's mm-hmm. how petty Nick Saban is. He's just like, oh, that man's crying at the podium and he's he's getting off. No, I'm retiring. That's it. We can't and- let Pete Carroll have the last laugh today. And you know what, Nathan? What's funny about the the you know, just a quick note about the Nick Saban deal is that somebody out there who has a great college coach who had zero idea that that college coach was going to have, was not going to be here next year. They're going to find out they're going to have a rude awakening, whoever it may be Sarkeesian in Texas or, or whomever who thought, Oh, we're locked in. We're good for next year. We're going to make a run now with Saban out. Oh, somebody, some school is going to be hurting for, for a coach. Yeah, that will be interesting. Not the topic, although we will be talking about our former head coach to kick things off here in the warm-up. It's the end of a Rivera. And uh, later on, we're going to be talking about where Washington stands as far as openings go. We're in the GM hunt. We're in the head coach hunt as well. Is Washington one of the premier targets? Are they the bell of the ball? Well, we'll talk it all over there in the game and then we're going to go over our favorites for both of those uh targets who are we looking for not technically the gm by the way the head of football operations and also the head coach as things are changing here and looking good as far as the washington commanders now it didn't look good the last four years stoner one Mm. playoff appearance an exciting game that gave us taylor heineke and then from there on, just another losing season or mediocrity from there on out. And it finally imploded this season. Yeah. No mediocrity about it this season. Ron Rivera, uh, although he did say he wasn't coaching until just a few weeks ago, he uh, he led this team to a pitiful record, and he was fired on Monday. We broke that news on Monday. We talked about some of the head openings there as well. But what we wanted to do is give people a chance to talk about the era of Ron Rivera and what he Mm -hmm. meant to this team. Because believe it or not, Stoner, I don't know where you stand on this. I don't think Ron Rivera was necessarily all bad. Wasn't a good coach. 
by any stretch. And uh, even I don't think he would tell you that because of uh, his record on the field. But there are some aspects, I think, that do merit some positive thoughts towards uh, Ron Rivera and his tenure here. Uh, but let's hear also from our people in the chat. Let us know your favorite or least favorite moment from the Ron Rivera era here at the Washington Redskins football team and commanders as far as those things go. And uh, Stoner, why don't you go ahead and give us one of your moments or your overall thoughts first on Ron Rivera as the coach. Okay, well, so during my research, Nathan, I don't know if you can see my research. Oh, there's right? lots of words written down there for our audio listeners. A lot of, lot of this stuff here, that's all the bad stuff. And I could only come up with a couple on the good side, on the positive side. Because when you when you do have this implosion, as you called it at the end of the season, then then obviously there's not a whole lot of good that you're going to look at. Uh, but it was crazy if you remember, gosh, this was probably maybe seven or eight, maybe week nine, uh, when they I think they went to four and five. Were they four and four at one time? This I, season? I, yeah. No. They were three and no, remember four, we, we were two and five, five at one point. Yeah. I think they got to four and five was the best they got. And I remember we had <laughs> gonna make me re- relive this season, Stoner. You know I don't want to do this, but I, think I they were four to, and five at one. We point. have to be factual. All right. Yeah. They were uh, two and oh, they there, lose yeah. three in a row. They were three and three, then three and five, Did and then four, four and five, five? after yeah, the Patriots. And yeah. And then they lost eight straight. Yeah, so I remember after maybe a couple of those losses after that, and we had J.P. Flame from the Junkies on, and he said he had this feeling that this was going to be a crash and burn just like it did for Shanahan when he finished 3-13, and just like it did for Gruden when he finished. He didn't even finish the year, but the team finished 3-13. Yeah. and 13. And then, sure enough, and, and we thought he was crazy, right? We thought this team still had a chance, and then you had the New York Giants, those couple of games – against the Giants when we knew it was over. But I didn't see that coming. I didn't see a crash and burn coming. We all knew he was out at the end of the year, but the crash and burn, no, we didn't see that coming. But I I will say this. The best thing that Ron Rivera gave us, Nathan, hmm. he gave us Sam Cosme. <laughs> that, okay. That's it. That's Pro- the best thing. Is that really us. his best draft pick? His best draft pick is Sam Cosme. Maybe you can say Brian Robinson. But Sam Cosme is the best thing that he is leaving with out of here. But I did put some things like Lockdown is, is saying here. He's He did do some great things for this organization. Mm-hmm. For this football team, It's you'll struggle to find some good things yeah, he's done. TJ here, you're measured by wins, losses, and Super Bowls. Right. Did but not measure did, up there. He did legitimize this organization and that so that the organization as a whole was no longer a laughingstock of the NFL. He came in and he settled everything down. He as soon as he got here, he got here on January of 2020, four years ago. Nathan, he got here, and he had COVID. We had the COVID issue. Mm-hmm. He had the cancer issue. He had the the uh, deaths of teammates' families. He had all kinds of craziness that went on, but yet he never missed a game. He missed maybe one or two practices for cancer treatment. So he did things that made this organization um, a little bit more legitimate. 
He's very well respected. I still believe that there are guys, as we had this argument maybe last week, that if Ron Rivera went to another team and was a head coach, would any of these players play for him? I still believe that they would because they respect him as a coach and as a leader of men. I still believe that. But when it comes down to it, he was in charge of the roster for four years, and he wanted all that power, and that was probably his biggest mistake. Could Nathan, could could Ron Rivera still be the coach of this team if he was not the personnel guy? Because he could simply say, my personnel guys didn't give me the personnel. No, and usually the head coach falls before the G, the GM, right? Sure. Nor- normally, because there's it, just like this season, right? Jack Del Rio was fired pro- previous to Ron Rivera being let go because your coordinators are the easy targets, sure. right? When the product on the field isn't good, you go with a coordinator. If uh, that doesn't work, you go with the head coach change. If that still doesn't work, all of a sudden the GM's out. Like, nope, this guy, this guy hasn't been drafting right. And it probably... Yeah. Hasn't been drafting right. If you if Sam Cosme's now Sam Cosme is an excellent lineman. Don't get me wrong, right? Easily the best lineman for Washington, but that is a super low bar. <laughs> like this, sure. this is a really low bar. Now I think that he is a quality guard, could be right tackle in this league, but Ron Rivera pushed him into guard and he's mm-hmm. uh, thrived there. Uh, but yeah, Ron Rivera, the personnelist was very bad and that's why he brought Atrocious. in that's why he brought in the uh the martys right he realized i'm not good at picking people i'm picking a linebacker in the first round that probably should have gone in the uh, late second or third yep yep um i you know there's there's those kind of things cam curl was that a that was a that was because um, that was the Chase Young draft, wasn't it? Yes, round. that was twenty draft okay correct. so does that change your mind is Cam Curl better pick than Sam Cosme? No, no, not at all. No, so we're gonna get a Sam Cosme jersey. Yeah, no, I'm getting Cam Curl jersey if if he resigns here. If he resigns, fair, fair enough. But uh, but the list of his his what he didn't do is so much longer, and and what he failed at, and of course there's there's all these that people are putting up. People are getting some great takes here. No mm-hmm. Pro Bowl players of anybody that he brought in, either draft or free agency. Uh, you know, no playoff wins. A he backed into a playoff spot the seven and nine year. A terrible record while he was here overall. All those things are just atrocious. But it comes down to more than maybe he wasn't a great coach, but it was his personnel decisions that ruined his ability to coach the right guys because of his his own personnel decisions. He never got the most important position correct, yeah. which was quarterback. He mm-hmm. could never get it right. He tried, he tried, he tried, and he could never get it right. And he almost backed into um, you know, a quarterback in Sam Howell. But obviously that that didn't turn out, but maybe with we'll wheels fell off yeah. uh, on that wagon. Sure. It, it's very interesting because the, there was a, a comment from Brian here, right? It's he didn't really do a lot of coaching while he's here, and he said as much in his press conference uh, over the last couple of weeks when he's talking with the media. He was just like, "I'm finally getting into coaching again" yeah. because he was yeah. just managing, and I think that's partially good. And and I think you asked of that of the next head coach, make the head coach be a head coach, be, let the coordinators 
be the coordinators, let them sure. be in charge. And I think he was trying that approach and he, he wanted the coach centric approach where he was going to be in charge of the personnel decisions and everything like that. I, and I just think that it all got away from him. And, it, and, and I think probably my least favorite over, over the time here. Um, and someone mentioned one of the moments and, and this was grumpy old vet here that mentioned this, right. That he didn't realize we were eliminated, eliminated from the playoffs last year. Sure. after The Cleveland loss. We could be sure. eliminated quarterback yeah. his press conferences were infuriating and it wasn't yeah. infuriating because of the coach speak it was infuriating because he would you can tell he was trying to outsmart people or he was yeah. try, he he something popped into his head and he was just like he said it and then he tried back walk back you know backing out of it and it made it worse and it's just like that it was just like just keep your mouth shut Rob. Yeah. Keep it to the basics. Well, we're looking forward to Dallas, you know, and that's what we're focused on now. And like, oh, why are we not competing with the rest of the division? Hey, we're just not good enough. And we got to focus on the things to get better. Not quarterback. Don't throw your team under the bus like that, <laughs> especially but, when you were the person responsible for it. Yeah, exactly. That was the biggest thing of all is that he was the one responsible. You, Your problem is you don't have a quarterback. Well, you're the one who decides who the quarterback is and how to get him. Uh, but that coach-centric approach, though, was more than just he was in charge of personnel. On that, it was the coach-centric approach to the entire organization. So he was involved with the name change and with the uniform designs and with uh, training camp improvements and you know everything that a head coach should not have anything to do with. And again, that was his own doing because he wanted so mm -hmm. much power. He wanted the power of leading the entire organization, being the face of every press conference, not Dan Snyder, not Bruce Allen. It was Ron Rivera who had to step in front of the mic every time something was going on with the entire organization, not just the football side. And that was, that was too much for him, and that's why he said he only got to coach for the last few months of the season and all the rest of the time, he was managing an entire billion-dollar organization, basically. And he had to go through the 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 changeover from, from one owner to the next. He was still the guy who was the face of the franchise, not just on the field. And that was his undoing. But so many, so many um, downsides to it. Biggest thing, of course, the quarterback. And, of course, Nathan, the 2020 draft, the number two overall pick, taking Chase Young over Tua, over Justin Herbert, was his biggest mistake at all. We always say it. When you take a quarterback or don't take a quarterback or whatever it is, your quarterback decisions can set you back four or five years. Yeah. And that's exactly what Hypothetical happened. here, because I know everybody, everyone hates that pick, right? But they hate, I believe they hate that pick, partially because, yes, Herbert and Tua are performing well. Uh, mm -hmm. and are likely to get a second contract. I think Herbert already earned a second contract, actually. Yep, um, if Chase Young was Micah Parsons' level of disruptive player, yeah, would that would that still be people clamoring that he picked uh, he picked Chase Young instead of picking one of these other quarterbacks? No, of course not. It would not be as brutal. Because he, Chase Young would not be a bust. At least he's a bust so far in Washington. Who knows if he's going to be a bust 
NFL player. It's it's trending that way. But if that had worked out, if he had been a defensive player of the year candidate type player, you mm-hmm. wouldn't say that that was as egregious as it turns out to be. I don't think it would be even egregious at all. You know, mm-hmm. Tanner was mentioning, right? Young was the consensus best player in that draft. And the only right. reason why he fell to second is because QB is valued at higher uh, you know, level right. and right. Joe Burrow was in this draft and Cincinnati needed a QB. So that's right. the only reason why he fell to Washington or two. Otherwise they probably would have taken a Joe Burrow. Um, so I just wanted to kind of put that in there because I think there's a lot of hindsight. Oh, he drafted Chase Young. Chase Young was supposed to be like, this is what's a little scary about the draft coming up, right? They have five picks in the top 100. It's going to be a whole new team, right? So we, we don't know what's going to happen. We can't say we're going to be a bust in the second round, especially if Sam Cosme is his best pick. It was Ron Rivera's best pick, but there's so much unknown. You can whiff on your number two pick, but hit on a seventh rounder, AKA sure. Cam curl. The draft is a, uh, is a crap shoot and you just don't know what's really going to happen. And you, we especially won't know what's going to happen until we get a GM and a head coach in place. And that's what we'll be talking about for the rest of the show. If you want to put some money on who is going to be the next GM or head coach before it happens, you can actually head over to bet online, use the code believe to get yourself a 50% welcome package as a, They have all of your wagering news, all your odds. Playoffs are right here waiting for you to do some betting on. And, of course, NBA action, NHL as well. So head over to BetOnline. Use our code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for that welcome package to your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. We'll be talking about, is Washington the bell of the ball? Do they have the best situation to land the best talent here in the game why don't you go ahead and stick with us? 